Hello and welcome to Firefighters from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Five bells. Stand by all stations. Attention, all districts. A five alarm fire. Five bells. Move in immediately. That's it. Let's roll. Let's go. Fire fighters. <laughs> Presenting firefighters. The true-to-life story of our unsung heroes who stand ready to ride by day or night against our most murderous enemy, the demon of fire. In just a minute, we'll pick up Tim Collins and Chief Cody at the corner of the street where Tim lives, outside the rooming house where Tim has just knocked down a fire that was caused by the use of a faulty electrical cord. That cord must be traced to its source. But first... There's time for this message. Let's go, firefighters. Let's go to the corner of the street where Tim Collins lives. Tim, still in his boots, helmet, and turnout coat, is waiting for Chief Cody who is requesting the landlady of the rooming house to ask other people to watch for the wandering electrical supply salesman. It is his poorly made electrical cords that are causing an outbreak of small fires. As Tim waits for the chief, he spies his young sister Trudy across the way and calls... Hey, Trudy! Oh, hi, Timmy! Come on over here! Timmy. Yeah, I, I know you are, or you ought to be. Oh, it's all right. If I'm late, I'll say it's your fault. You made me stop and talk to you. What do you mean, if you're late, you are late? Oh, my goodness. Can't you even tell time? Why, it's early. Huh? School isn't for 20 minutes yet. Oh, good grief. You're right. Well, first thing this morning, I we I know. Got... Sniffy Gordon heard Miss Annie Layton yelling fire out her window up there, and Sniffy pulled the box, and you must have rolled just about as soon as the fireman uh, checked you in on the log at the firehouse, hmm? Yeah, yeah, that's about how it was. So much has happened, it feels like about noontime, but yeah, I guess it's still pretty early. Uh, by the way, Trudy... Uh, Miss Annie Layton's gone back to bed. Mommy put her to bed up at our house when you and Chief called Oh, how did you know that? That's just what I was going to tell you about. Oh, my goodness. Jimmy and I were in the kitchen all the time having breakfast. And you know what happened? About how she used one of those awful cheap cords on her flat iron, and it exploded or something. Uh, caused a short circuit. Mm-hmm. Instead of room on fire, and she had hysterics, and you and Chief Cody brought her home for Mom to take care of, and Mom put her to bed. Um, what did you want to tell me, Tim? Uh, well, uh, just what you told me, I guess. Oh, there goes Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy, wait! Oh, uh, hold on a minute, Trudy. Here comes Chief Cody. Well, hey there, young lady. Oh, Chief Cody. Oh, my, you look sweet in that nice white helmet. Well, thank you, Trudy. You look sweet, too, in that, uh, that old shirt tail or whatever it is you have tied under your chin. Oh, my bandana. <laughs> oh, bye, Chief. Bye, Jimmy. Uh, Trudy, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's something you ought to tell the kids, uh, especially the firefighters' brigade. Oh, why didn't I think of that? 
Well, Trudy, you kids can help us watch for this salesman. You see, there's a peddler... Selling those awful bad cords, I know, and he's about so high and has a wiggly little mustache and a gold tooth. You can save your breath, Chief Cody. She knows everything before you say it. <laughs> and as soon as I get to school, I'll tell everybody, and we'll all watch out for him. Well, bye now. I don't want to be late. Well, take care of yourself, Trudy. Uh, hey, wait. I'll let her go, Colin. <laughs> Just as you said, everything I had to tell her, she knows already. Yeah, it might be those kids who give us a line on the peddler at that. It's funny how he turns up in different parts of town, but we haven't been able to spot him. Well, he might be anywhere. He might walk around that corner the minute we leave. Uh, speaking of that, Chief, I'd better leave. I've got to get back to the firehouse and enjoy my company. Well, climb into my car, Collins. I'll give you a lift in that direction. All right, Vito, we'll drop Collins at 209, and then we'll get back to headquarters. Tim returns to the firehouse and goes back on duty. Chief Cody pitches in to coordinate the citywide search for the wandering peddler. Trudy finishes her day at school, returns to her home, and finds a note lying on the kitchen table. Dear Trudy, I'm taking Miss Annie Layton to her cousin Martha's across town. Back soon. Fresh cookies. Oh, fresh cookies and cookie jar. Oh, grand. Uh-oh, that's Jimmy home so soon. Mommy left the back door locked, I guess. Uh-oh. Good afternoon, my little friend. Will you kindly notify the lady of the house? There's a gent to see her at the back door. Well, I'm sorry, the, um, the lady of the house will... She's, uh, busy, huh? Well, will you kindly inform her that Mr. John Bliven is here about a highly confidential matter that concerns her and I and a certain friend of hers? Well, I don't think... You see, Mrs. Collins... Oh, was... Collins is the name. Uh, well, now, little lady, the fact of the case is that a certain very friendly person to your mother asked that I should stop by and let her in on a little proposition. A little bargain no household can afford to be without. Now, run along and tell her that, will you, kid? Well, I... You see... She... Go on, kid. I ain't got all day. Tell your old lady to come on down to the door, will you? I'm very sorry, but Mommy isn't home. Oh, she ain't, huh? Well, how's that for luck? So long, kid. Oh, but Mr. Blevin... Huh? Uh, Mr. Blevin, please don't go. I mean, well... All right, all right. What's on your mind? I gotta keep moving, kid. Well, if you're selling something very, very nice, maybe it's a shame my Mommy isn't here, and maybe she'd buy it if she were... But she isn't. Huh? So I think uh, that... Your, uh, your mom need any electric cords, kid? You know, for the toaster, flat iron, maybe a coffee percolator, stuff like that. Oh, yes, yes, I'm sure she needs cords for all those things. Or, um, maybe if she doesn't need them, I could surprise her and get the new ones. Well, now, that's the spirit, sister. Any dough in the house? Huh? Money, I said. You know where the old lady keeps a purse? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I do. Just wait while I see what's in it. Oh, that's a girl after my own heart. Quick as a weasel. Go on, sister, get the old lady's poke while I open up the old sample kit. Oh, don't go away. I'll be right back. Ha <laughs> ha, never fear. Johnny Bliven, don't run away from no sale. Like taking candy from a kid. Oh, my goodness. If Chief Cody knew about this, I've got to phone him. There's the Collins house, Vito. The back door, Trudy said. I'll go into the yard, Vito, and catch that fellow in the act. If I call, come running. Well, now, sister, like I've been telling you, a bargain like this you can't beat nowhere. I don't care where you go, so you don't want to make no mistakes, so you don't want to disappoint your old lady. You want to get enough of these little wonder gems, featherweight, new type economy bargain electrical cords, whilst they're on hand. Oh, yes, Mr. Bliven, but... But for a small family like ours, it does seem as if it doesn't ought to last just about forever. Okay, suit yourself, sister. Don't never argue with a customer. That's Johnny Bliven. Here's your 12 electrical cords. Now, let's see your dough. Oh, um, how much did you say they cost? Uh, how much you got there in your old lady's handbag? Oh, but I asked first, Mr. Bliven. Now, listen, kid, don't give me that stuff. You bought the cords. All right, let's have the dough. I got to keep moving. But, but, but you don't see, it isn't fair not to tell me how much because... Now, well... look, never mind that line of yakety-yak. Here, give me that purse. No, don't grab. Give me it. Oh, you... 
Well, don't start blubbering and don't let out a holler up. Hey, this old bag ain't got no dough in it. Of course not. Do you think I'm as silly as I try to make you think I am? What's that you mean? You've been ribbing me all this time? <laughs> yes, I have. That's Mummy's old bag. She hasn't used for years. Why, you come there, you rich fool. Cody, Cody's coming after um, me. All right, Trudy. I'm right behind him. Hey, what's the idea? Who do you think you are? You find out. Get your I'm hands off. Look out, you. Got you, Mr. Blevin. If you squirm, you'll break your arm. Oh, let, let me let me let up, mister. He's up. All right, then. But no trick. You're going right down to police headquarters with me. And hey, now listen, I ain't done nothing. Oh, no? A hundred people in this town have bought those cheap electrical cords of yours. Cords so badly made, they could never be approved for use. A bargain. So what? That's business, ain't it? They want to buy ice cell. What's wrong with that? Do you realize that we've had one fire after another? In kitchens, bedrooms, living rooms, dining rooms, fires all over the city, caused by those good-for-nothing cords you sell? Look, mister, that's as may be. It's none of my regards. Yeah, that's what I thought. You, with your fake bargains, you put lives and property in danger. But it's none of your concern what happens when you get your money. All right, all right, we can fix this up. So this town is washed up. So I move on to the next one. Don't get your dandruff up. I'll get out of your way. What more do you want? Living, you, you... Easy now, Pop. Don't blow a gasket. Listen, you got nothing to gain by getting all blue in the face. You can't do nothing. Living, you're right about one thing. Well, now, ain't that nice. Hey, sister, ain't that nice? I ain't wrong all the way. Oh, Hugh, don't you dare wink at me. Living, you're right. If people are fools enough to buy this cheap, dangerous cord you sell, well... That's up to them. But I warn you. Oh, yes, pray do. This is very interesting, eh, sis? Oh. So go on, Pop. I've been warned before. I warn you, in this city, the radio, the newspapers, every means of publicity will tell your story day after day, as long as you keep this up. The Commerce Club will hound you, watching for one little slip that puts you outside the law. Okay, so turn loose. I mean, I'll pull out today. You'll pull out after you've done time in jail. Huh? Listen, Pop, you've got nothing on me. Judy. Did this man snatch that handbag from you, try to steal it in the belief he was stealing money? That's a lie. Oh, it is not. That's just what happened. She gave me that bag herself. Me, I ain't the tripe of the Oh, what a fib. He thought it was Mommy's purse. Shut your yap, you. You start blabbing. That's enough, you. Stop it, I'll shake your wits loose. Listen, she can't prove nothing. The kid's lying. It's my word against hers. She can't prove nothing on me. She doesn't have to. Huh? No, Smarty, I don't have to. Chief Cody was right behind you when you tried to steal my Mommy's old handbag. What? Pop here seen me do it? I saw you snatch that bag. And I saw and heard enough to make a mighty interesting story for the police. How do you like that? I think it's lovely. I've been swindled. How do you like that? A guy can't even trust a little innocent, feeble girl even. Not no more. What a viper this kid turns out to be. So the wretched John Bliven was led away and sentenced to a jail term long enough to give him time to think over his shortcomings. And Chief Cody is free to turn his thoughts to a problem that's been troubling him. And though Tim Collins doesn't know, the young fireman will soon be deep in a new adventure, as you'll hear in our next true-to-life episode of The Firefighters. In just a moment, Chief Bob Cody will tell you, boys and girls, how you can help the firefighters in your own town. But first, here's a message you ought to hear. And now Chief Bob Cody with a special notice for the Firefighters Brigade. Chief Cody. Hello, boys and girls. This is your friend, Chief Cody. And here's the last item I want you to add to your list of common causes of dangerous fire. Write down open flame. Those two words mean open flame in a lamp, lantern, torch, or on a candle. Open flame that you carry from one place to another, or that stands where it might set fire to curtains, inflammable vapor in the air, and so on. Open flame, in short, is highly dangerous. Don't use it if you can possibly find some other source of light. Remember that. 
And you'll be hearing from me soon. Fire Chief Cody and the young rookie fireman Tim Collins will be back on the same station the next time you hear... That's it. Let's roll! Firefighters is a copyrighted feature of William F. Holland Productions.